Hey Nacho. Hey Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we talk about movies and TV shows that we totally missed out on when they were popular. I guess you could say that we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. <laughs> I have something very important to tell you. What dish? Yesterday, I got my first offer to be somebody's sugar baby. Ooh. Except, so it came via a DM. On Instagram? On Instagram. So probably a bot, right? Probably a bot. It was, <laughs> um, It. I don't want to say the name, even though it's probably a bot, but it's like a mammal and then a number. Ah. You know, so it's like a bot. Like one word and a bunch of numbers, it's a bot. It's fake. Yeah, for sure. But can I read you this message? Yes. It says, hey, don't mean to be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, and then a line under. <laughs> a line break is what it's called. Yes. It says, I don't mean to be disrespectful, period. How woody you feel having me as your sugar daddy, not necessarily sex, but to keep me company in an honest relationship and being loyal and reliable sugar baby. And you will be getting an allowance of $1,000 weekly for it. And I'm ready to foot your bills. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, they don't want it to be sexual, but they want you to be super committed to them. Yeah. So it sounds like eventually they'll want sex. Eventually. Yeah. But that would be the next pay grade. I, yeah. <laughs> you got to double up that offer. So I'm a little annoyed at myself for because my instinct always when I get something like this, like this is my first sugar daddy um, proposal. But like any other things like, hey, beautiful, like I want it, like all that stuff. I'll always just instinctively block that person. Yeah. So I instinctively blocked this guy. But I should have answered because I wanted to know, it does the week constitute for five days or seven days you know <laughs> like do you want me to hang out with you every day because it's not happening. right how how often throughout the day do i need to like tell you that you're like a king and like so hot and like <laughs> oh my god your beard looks so clean today you know <laughs> and then also like holidays included yeah insurance oh. travel <laughs> do i have to spend your birthday with you right exactly <laughs> gross and then is it is it a thousand dollars total or is it a thousand dollars plus my bills that he mentioned yeah. He was not very clear about it, you know? Yeah, because if it was 1000 a week plus your bills, it'd be great. And then I would just start getting stuff to rack up more bills. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, because, like, oh, my Spotify, my Netflix. Oh, you know what? Suddenly I have HBO. Suddenly I have um, I, a membership to one of those really expensive gyms. And actually, I just got a new car. <laughs> Turns out it's actually a BMW. And my sister um, is giving me her Audi. So I have to just pay for both of those at the same time. <laughs> so if you can just handle that, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks, boo. <laughs> yeah. I only fly first class. Yeah. <laughs> so I... And I also fly weekly. I do fly weekly. Because <laughs> also, where is he located? Do I have to go to him? Yeah. Or is it just digital, you know? If I had to go to him, then you, obviously you have to pay for that. It should be a Zoom sugar baby. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is it door-to-door sugar babiness? You know, door-to-door coverage? Or is it just like X amount of miles? Because if it's X amount of miles, then I'm out. Yeah. You got to cover everything or it's nothing. Yeah. You can pay for my gas, bro. Yeah. But, you know, now you know for next time a potential sugar daddy comes to your DMs. Wow. I'm kind of jealous. All I get are porn bots sending me gross links. Maybe you should reply to one of those and be like, are you interested in being my sugar daddy? Because <laughs> here are my uh, my items. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I need from you. <laughs> but you know what else is funny? Speaking of sugar daddies and sugar babies. Abbott and Costello meeting Frankenstein. Yeah. There's like <laughs> almost a sugar a reverse a gender revolt a re- hmm, i can't speak a gendered reversed sugar baby situation is there in a in a way kind i of. feel like i feel like um sandra could have been 
Oh, Wilbur's. sugar mommy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I felt it, you know? <laughs> a great week for sugar babies in general, I guess. You know what's not fun? Being a broke sugar mama. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when you spend too much of your money. Yeah. When you've cast your net too far. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about the movie. Yes. It's a 1948 movie. Uh-huh. Had no idea. Me neither. What did you know about it? I just knew it was a comedy and that it was old, but I didn't know it was from the 40s. Ah. I didn't even know this movie existed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you hear about these things? Literally from relatives. Like, I have this one relative who's super into old movies. <laughs> no, she says, you see here. <laughs> You should watch this movie. Wilbur kind of sounds like there's like this Looney Tunes cat where he, <laughs> he like screams. I don't know. Wilbur. Sylvester? No, he's like a little cat. But um, there's like a bunch of Looney Tunes characters, like the not like super big name oh. ones. But he sounds like a Looney Tunes character. It's so great. I was like, I want to just watch old cartoons now. <laughs> you know, maybe he was the voice for a little bit. Maybe. We can look into that. Yeah. So the synopsis is, in the first of Bud Abbott and Lou Costello's horror vehicles for Universal Pictures, the imitable comic duo star as railway baggage handlers in northern Florida when a pair of crates belonging to a house of horrors museums are mishandled by Wilbur, who is Lou, and the museum's director is Mr. I'm not reading this right. I got this (laughs) off of Wikipedia, and I should stop doing that because they're never good. Yeah. So, okay, let's just say, I'm going to not read that. I'm going to say it off the top of my head. It's about these two baggage dudes. They get these two parcels that are large crates. And Mr. McDougal, who claims to be the museum director, he says, get those to my place now. But there's another dude. More like Mr. McCarran. Right? He's an asshole. (laughs) But then there's another dude who is a werewolf. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. But he's a werewolf. And he calls what are their names, Wilbur and Chick, to say, do not give the crates to that man. And then they give the crates to that man. And then we see what happens after he gives the crates to that man. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. Oh. (laughs) How was that for a synopsis? It was great. You nailed it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Why don't you do all of them off the top of your head? (laughs) I should. That's going to be, actually, that'll be the new thing. I won't write any synopsis down anymore. (laughs) So I thought it was an animation at first because it opened that way. Yeah. And then it, it it's just an animated Frankenstein knocking on some coffins and then the skeletons jump out and they're all scared and then they spell out Lou and Costello meet Frankenstein. And Bones. And Bones. It was Ooh, cute. spooky. Yeah. I really like that old animation style. Yeah. I really do. So then um, it's just, we realize that that's just the title sequence and then it shows us that there's a wolf man involved, there's Dracula involved, and then a monster and a lady. Yes. But now we open in real life. We're in London and the clock strikes 8 p.m. Oh, spooky. So late. Yeah, we're with this guy in his flat. He seems worried. He calls an operator and asks if they've been able to reach an express office in Florida. Is that what operators did? I have no idea what operators do. Like it sent, <laughs> like he was following up with an operator. I didn't know you could follow up with an operator. Yeah, me neither. I always thought it was like a one-time thing. Yeah, I thought like as soon as you hang up, they lose you. Right. <laughs> I guess not. But I guess if they control the telephone lines, they know like you just called. I don't oh, know. Oh, I guess so. Maybe. But I was like, wow, he must be in a real hurry to get out of London. Yeah. But they were also like, oh, sir, it takes a long time to reach Florida. And I'm like, these are phone lines. It does not. (laughs) (laughs) No, the phone lines have to wait for the time change. Yeah. (laughs) It's like how whenever my mom calls her relatives in Italy, she screams into the phone because she thinks the phone lines are too far. I think that's just like a straight up immigrant thing. Like my family does that too. (laughs) 
and there's like it's so i think it's it's however many generations um closer you are to to the the motherland that's the louder you scream ah uh. <laughs> because my dad and his brothers all scream at each other yes they're first or they they all immigrated here me and my generation of cousins we're all fine obviously because we're more americanized Cause you know how phones work yeah my mom and her siblings were born here so they talk fine <laughs> but then when we call my grandma not because she's not hard at hearing but i do shout more because i'm talking to her even though she's in the states i do have to i do realize that my volume is much louder when i talk to her than to you're anybody just, else you're just so excited to talk to her yeah maybe that too <laughs> We end up going to this office where the whoever from London is trying to reach. A man is getting yelled at to answer the phone. No, the bell. No, the phone. And he's like, what do you want me to do? And then... We've all been there. Yeah. And the boss <laughs> says both of them. And he goes, both of them? <laughs> yeah. You want me to go both of them? I was going to say he very Spongebob memed it before yeah. Spongebob was a meme. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, both of them? You want me to get both of them? <laughs> You had to just picture me doing the arm thing with my my lip becoming the beak like SpongeBob yeah. in that meme. You know, it's it's hard to to talk visually, verbally. You know. Yeah, that um, and that's Wilbur. He has that old fun old timey voice. Yes, it's so great. He takes the ticket from a woman who wants her bag, and he goes over to some truck, and it, there's all these bags piled high on this truck. Yes, he's like, "Lady, I found your bag," and I didn't think he was gonna like grab it, but then he just yanks it right out it's on the bottom of the pile obviously yeah and then the whole pile crashes right on top of him yep and i was like oh this is gonna be a great movie <laughs> this is it also the woman says that she's come to pick up her grip and i was like what the heck is a grip yeah me too turns out it's a bag in just old timey time words <laughs> are we gonna we're gonna pick up all the old lingo yeah <laughs> hey pass me my grip there <laughs> sure thing buddy because <laughs> i was like my brain immediately went to like movie grip and I was like, why does she have movie equipment? Yeah, right. No, that's or like or like a um, you know, those things that the little grips that help you open jars. Yeah. I was like, why would she need one of those? Because she's a strong woman. Who yeah, doesn't she doesn't need, need a man, man to open her pickle jars. <laughs> but so when all the bags follow him, I I've seen that one shot. Like, I know I've seen that little snippet. So yeah. I was like, have I seen this movie or am I having deja vu? What's happening to me? i love that it's but so then weird. everything else i haven't seen anything else yeah. in this movie and then the lady and boss man are just mad at him for being underneath all this luggage <laughs> no no one is like hey man you okay why would you drop everything yeah. you stupid <laughs> what's wrong with you so then this woman named sandra shows up out of nowhere and he's like babe help me oh and she lets out this weird giggle her face and her mouth don't move oh yeah like, i think a lot of this movie like was just out of sync yeah but it, it was like, like 48. It. Like, they couldn't tell. Yeah. But there was like this weird <laughs> but her face didn't. <laughs> you know when like, you just laugh without moving your face at all? Yeah. I've was, always wanted to do that. I had to rewind and be like, what the fuck was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> so it, she gets on the floor to tend to him and they flirt and it's awkward but kind of cute because they care about each other. Or yeah. Whatever. And he's immediately like, oh my God, babe, I'm so much better now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Swoon. Yeah. <laughs> so then when she gets up. She's all like, he starts acting like he's all hurt again. So then the other dude. Oh, my head. Yeah, he's like, oh. And he starts like actually like writhing on the floor because the other, the boss comes back in and he's like, oh, I got to play it up for the boss, man. <laughs> so the boss comes back in and um, he's like, Sandra, just tell him to get up. And she's like, oh, he's, he's ill. He's down. And we're like, what? <laughs> so then <laughs> she's really here for her, man. <laughs> yeah. So then he says that he doesn't get what she sees in Wilbur. And she's like, you never will. 
he's probably i was like oh he's probably super nice yeah (laughs) you you can tell like he's super sweet yeah so then for now (laughs) (laughs) so sandra leaves and then the boss tells wilbur to get up and like you don't know how you why how does a classy dame like that pick a man like you and then i was like well maybe she chose him because he doesn't compare himself to other people like you do yeah maybe because you're kind of a jerk yeah so then he says to wilbur go look in the mirror sometimes and he says well why should i hurt my own feelings (laughs) (laughs) the the lines in this movie were really good this dialogue was really good yeah it's very clever so then the phone rings again and wilbur goes to get it and it's the dude from london calling so then he says, um, do you guys have two crates addressed to McDougal House of Horrors? And he says, he just explains that the moon will be full in London tonight. So he doesn't have much time and he's flying out at dawn and under no circumstances are you to give that crate to whoever comes to pick it up. Like super sketchy. Super sketchy. Yeah. So then he asks Wilbur, like he asks, like, do you understand me? And then he starts like freezing and growling and he's like starts falling over and wilbur's like hey buddy i can't hear you over your dog could you just get your dog away from the phone and he's just like obviously he's turning into a werewolf is what's happening and wilbur's like that's a that's a lot for you to call from london to just have your dog on the phone (laughs) so that's the end of that conversation yeah he starts like barking into the phone and then he ends up hanging up on this guy super silly then all of a sudden a, a man shows up claiming he's mcdougall and has crates addressed to the House of Horrors and wants them delivered immediately. Immediately. What timing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wilbur is like, wow, I just got off the phone with you. How'd you get back from London so quick? Sir, <laughs> please. <laughs> then, so McDougal is like screaming. And he's like, I've been here for five minutes. I need my packages now. And Wilbur's like, I've been here for five years. You don't see me banging my fists. I love that. I... You know, We've, I love that. You should have been using those lines. Yeah, I wish people could talk back to customers like this. You know, yeah. Some people can. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so then Wilbur and the boss go to the back because uh, McDougal's like, if you don't get me those crates right now. But before that, like, Wilbur is like, it's impolite to raise your voice to McDougal and then turns around and yells for Chick. Yeah. Chick! It's amazing. <laughs> Just the timing. So funny. So good. Chick points out that the crates are twenty thousand dollars each. Were they twenty thousand each or together? I forget. But, but in like forty eight dollars, that's probably like millions now, that's right? Probably a shit ton now. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be, I would be really mad too if I was a dude. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> Especially if it was like, if it wasn't him, like the owner, like if he had just sent an assistant, and then you'd be like, man, my boss is gonna have me for this. Oh man. Yeah. You know. Sandra also comes back, but then Chick ends up grabbing Wilbur to not talk to her but to get these crates yeah he's like come on yeah <laughs> so then as they go to the back mcdougall's like a lady oh yeah do you know what i have in my crates time to brag and she's like i don't give a <laughs> flying heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also you don't know who this woman is like why would you right like these are valuable what if she just decides to rob you right no well one- <laughs> no. oh that's a woman she she could never rob yeah, me it's you know 48 they're like women robbers <laughs> <laughs> the perfect alibi i know honestly <laughs> that's imagine you get sued for that or like you get accused of it so you're sitting on the trial and you're like me rob i'm just a woman look at me i'm a beautiful woman i could never rob yeah uh, what a goal <laughs> so he says that one crate contains a coffin with the remains of dracula and the other one has the body of frankenstein's monster and she's like, oh, wow, Frankenstein's monster. Wow, so, so cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're so good at that. <laughs> so then in the back, Chick tells Wilbur to climb on top of one of the crates that's like eight feet high. So he climbs up with a rope and then he ties the rope to the top of the crate. Were they 
were the crates stacked on top of each other vertically? Because this one was standing up. Okay, because he got really high up. Yeah. But (laughs) so the crazy part is he ties the rope to the top. He's still standing on there, and then Chick starts to pull it down. And I'm like, your your coworker is right. (laughs) Fuck your friend. (laughs) Yeah. And he has no way of catching that thing. You don't know how heavy it is. It's just gonna slam and crush you. Like, who are these guys? Hello. And it starts to wobble, and it. And Wilbur's on top of it, rocking back and yeah. forth. Yeah. And he's like, Chick! <laughs> Chick! And then Chick's like, will you just get down there, man? Come on, like, stop play- messing around. And I'm like, you asshole. And then McDougal's like, what are you guys doing? That's stop. my things. <laughs> you guys are going to wreck my things on purpose. <laughs> so anyway, they get it down with no harm done somehow. We don't know how. But yeah. McDougal starts freaking out and tells Wilbur that if he's r- as reckless handling it, now as he is when he drops it off then they're going to be the ones to unpack it too because if it gets messed up in transit then they're the ones paying for the insurance yeah which i get and he's like i'm gonna bring an insurance man in to watch the whole thing too (laughs) and wilbur's like all right bet yeah he's like you're gonna pay me overtime (laughs) it was so funny he's like you're gonna pay me overtime for the because i only work 16 hours a day because i'm a union man and then that kind of triggered me a little bit (laughs) and then then mcdougall goes union men only work eight hours a day and then wilbur goes i belong to two unions stupid thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) and i was like oh man (laughs) this guy yeah he's so sassy he's so sassy imagine only working 16 hours a day yeah i could never i couldn't imagine at some point uh sandra goes into the back to tell wilbur they have to rain check for their date that night and grabs his face before leaving and he does this little dance after she walks away it's like really cute yes he's very twinkle toesy yeah he's very smitten yes. she's stunning yes <laughs> she's so beautiful she's very clearly out of his league yeah Oh, for so, sure. Good for him. Really, really uh, grinds Chick's gears. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> hates it so much. <laughs> so now we're at McDougal's House of Horrors and we're delivering our crates. There's thunder and lightning Ooh. establishing the spooky ambiance. Ooh. Yeah. Chick is like, we got to be in and out. He's he's just so over everything. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. He, this is just a, a drop off for him. But Wilbur's like, this is kind of spooky. Like, I don't like this place. Wilbur is going in back first and Chick is going in frontwards as yes. they're carrying the crate in and wilbur's back comes up against a mannequin holding an axe he freezes up he's like someone has a knife on my back <laughs> and chick's like would you um let me just turn on the light stupid yeah so I'm he su- turns on the light i'm surprised he was like uh-oh instead of going straight into panic mode because i would have been like nat something is touching me <laughs> now i'm getting stabbed right now as we speak uh, <laughs> natalie <laughs> i'm dying turn the light on <laughs> and i'd be like okay i'd be like can you walk it off <laughs> yeah you really can you just breathe breathe yeah it's like hello but so chick turns the light on and wilbur turns around to see the creepy dummy which doesn't make him feel any better no he almost falls over so chick is not a good friend he's just not good at, at um emotion <laughs> he's just over everything at processing things you know yeah so then chick keeps calling him a baby and is very hung up on how sandra chose him over any other dude and i'm like can we, can you just let it go man yeah no <laughs> how, how many other women are there around <laughs> So then they push the box farther into the room and Chick wastes no time bullying Wilbur. Just the whole time he's just like, you're just a little bitch. Like you can't do anything. <laughs> Basically saying that, except, you know, without the curses. Yeah. So then they get the crate off the the moving dolly. And mind you, Wilbur is doing all of the work. But Chick is like, come on, man. Will you help me do something today? <laughs> and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> but again, we all know those types. Yeah. You know. So after a while, Chick is like, I'm going to go for the other crate. Just 
like call back for me if you need anything so then as soon as chick turns around to leave wilbur's like chick chick <laughs> and he turns around he's like what he's like why did why'd you take so long <laughs> what why this is like a 10 minute scene of of wilbur just being so scared that chick is leaving and then chick coming back to be like why are you wasting my time yeah so then he sees that there's a a little um postcard for dracula's exhibit exhibition exhibit and he's just reading it like dracula only comes out at night during the day he sleeps and then every time he reads it dracula's coffin because they pulled the coffin out of the crate Mm -hmm. the coffin like creeps open and then every single time wilbur sees it out the corner of his eye and then that's why he goes chick (laughs) he starts screaming so then every time chick comes back he's like there's nothing in there it's (laughs) fine stop Stop it stop freaking out so then finally wilbur reads the rest of the of the postcard and dracula his back is to the coffin so then dracula sneaks out of the coffin but he can hear the thing creaking open so then he screams for chick one more time and chick goes buddy look let's open it up there's nothing in here so then we see that there's nothing in there and wilbur's like but But dracula's like right in the background holding his cape over his face like he's acting like he's a mannequin now it's just a good scene it is so silly at one point um chick run walks past a phone it starts ringing so he picks it up I'm like, is that a normal thing for back in the day? You just pick up whatever phone is ringing, regardless if it's yours. I guess. And I was like, maybe since the guy knows they're there, they it could have easily been for them. But who just it would have been? It could have been an, a weird customer calling at weird hours, right? Or it also could just be weird, or not weird, but like rude for you to pick up my phone in those dimes, you know? Yeah, but luckily it was Mr. McDougal asking yeah. about the crates. They probably made that arrangement ahead of time. Yeah, right? Hopefully. You're, answer my <laughs> phone when I call you. Yeah. They had no uh, caller ID. They had no idea who was calling, you know? <laughs> True. Some lightning happens and the lights go out and Wilbur immediately panics and calls for Chick. So Chick lights a candle is not about any of this nonsense. He's like, can you please just get it the fuck together? <laughs> <laughs> and Wilbur's like, I will not. Yeah. So that part where Chick is like, oh, what took you so long after he yells for, after Wilbur yells for Chick, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob says to Patrick, what do you do all day while I'm at work? Oh. And he says, wait for you to get back. Damn. <laughs> I was like, oh. He do be doing that though. Yeah. So then he walks away and he brings back in Frankenstein's box, which is the other crate. I guess we didn't confirm. Actually, no. Do they know that it's Frankenstein yet? They don't. I don't think they know. I think they happen to leave the crate by a sign that says Frankenstein's monster. Yes. And that's how they figure it out. But also, do you think back in 48, this was like a legitimate horror movie? Yes and no. I think it was a mix. Like. Because it was definitely a comedy. Yeah, for sure. But I think they tried to make it scary. Like, do you think people saw Dracula coming out and like in the theater and they were like, (gasps) a vampire. Gasp. Egad, you know maybe <laughs> but so now they're they're trying to um open up the crate with frankenstein in it so as as they're using the the crowbars to kind of leverage it off um dracula sneaks back into his coffin but it creaks again so then wilbur's like chick did you hear that and chick's like yeah that's you just pulling the nail out the coffin like shut up and keep working yeah so then they take off the <laughs> rest is of like the in and out in and out yeah. <laughs> he he had um one reason to be there and it wasn't going as planned yeah (laughs) so then they get the top off and wilbur takes off like the one spot that wilbur takes off of the hay like the the stuffing in there is uh frankenstein's face or frankenstein's monster's face 
Yeah. So he freaks out. <laughs> he backs up and it, he causes a commotion. He backs into a guillotine, which falls and cuts off another mannequin's head. So now um, Chick is like, oh, man, you've done it now. You better hide that head so we don't get yelled at. So then he goes to drop it in Dracula's coffin and Dracula's <laughs> in there. So at this point also, Chick has just walked out because I think he's going to check on um, McDougal because he's outside. So um, Wilbur's by himself with Dracula in that coffin. <laughs> Dracula comes out, maintains intense eye contact the whole time. Yes. And then he backs Wilbur up into a wall and then I guess puts a spell on him. Hypnotizes him. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes over to Frankenstein, he the monster. I'm going to keep saying Frankenstein. It's fine. It's so long to just write out Frankenstein's monster. I wrote the monster in a lot of this. Yeah. But either way, Dracula goes over to Frankenstein's monster and puts electricity plugs in his neck, which wakes him up. And then Wilbur breaks out of his spell just enough to see what's happening. But he fakes like he's still under the spell because <laughs> my man knows how to survive. Yeah. And so Dracula and the monster start walking away. And as the monster is walking past Wilbur, he gets spooked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Dracula's like, no, it's just a mannequin. It's fine. It's funny. It's a very reversal thing. Yeah. McDougal's outside fixing up the breaker. Chick and the insurance inspector come in with him. Dracula and Frankenstein are gone. And McDougal's so pissed. And Wilbur's trying to tell them what's up. But he's not making any sounds, only using body language. He's actually speechless right now. Yeah. So then they're all like... They're all talking amongst the three of them, but then Wilbur, who knows what's happening, is standing behind them. But nobody, they're all just ignoring him, even though he's flailing so much. They're just like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. He doesn't exist. He's not talking. He doesn't exist. And then they all end up leaving and Dracula has Frankenstein's monster take his coffin. So we get an animated spooky castle. We follow a bat to a window at a castle and there's a scientist in a lab. Then the bat goes to the front door and animates into Dracula. It was a very cool way to make use of the tech they had back then. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like pretty impressed by that. Yeah. I was like, that probably blew so many minds back then. Oh, for sure. They were probably like, oh my God, he really transformed. (laughs) But I I really did like that. Yeah, me too. But he knocks on the door and we meet a woman named Dr. Sandra Mornay. Oh, I only heard Dr. Mornay. I didn't even put together at this point that it was Sandra. Later on in the conversation, they said Sandra. So I just put it together. I did not. Oh. (laughs) But also, it's hard for me because in all these old movies, everyone looks the same. They do look the same. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like the same thing, too, because like they seem to be old colleagues, like they're catching up. And then I was like, so are there two Sandras in this movie? And I was like, was there no creativity? (laughs) I was like, oh, a lady doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh. So then the dude at the desk is her technical assistant named Dr. Stevens. And she says that he's been asking too many questions. So then later on, Mornay, (laughs) later on, Mornay, who is Sandra, is examining Frankenstein's monster. And we're outside like somewhere in like the back in the woods. And Dracula says that if she can bring him back to life, then he'll give her anything she wants. And she's like, hell yeah, I can do that. But he also threatens to snitch on her if she doesn't do any of the work. Yeah, what an asshole. (laughs) Damn. So then he says, um, but make sure that he has absolutely no will of his own and no fiendish intellect to oppose his master. And I was like, you know, if your goal is to remove the will of something so that they can be your pet, then maybe that shouldn't be your pet. Maybe yeah. you should get something else, you know? Get a pet. Yeah, like an actual pet. <laughs> not, a, not what would be a human. Yeah. But what do we know again? You know, we're not Dracula. We're not thousands of years old. <laughs> she also has been studying Dr. Frankenstein's notebook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, so he just left his notes out? Easy, you know, <laughs> it's an open book test. <laughs> Pass it on to the next person. He didn't destroy his notes like that dude in uh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he's the half-blood prince. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
when they bring up the whole brain thing, she says that she found him a very simple, pliable brain. And I trained like a dog. I was like, oh, man, it's a Wilbur. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't put that together until later. Oh, man, because she brings up his brain a lot. And I was like, that's a weird way to flirt with someone. And then I was like, oh, oh." (laughs) which means it would have worked on you. (laughs) You would have caught it too late. You would have been already in it. You'd have been like in the uh, the surgery chair, and you'd be like, "Oh, you you mean my brain?" But if- <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I don't like this anymore. Can we not? <laughs> but then, so he asks how soon she will be done, and she says the day after tomorrow because Wilbur is taking her to the masquerade ball. And then this is when I connected. I was like, "Oh, so it is the same woman?" Oh, I didn't catch any of that. Oh, it's almost like I spaced out during this scene. It's okay, like. We've just reversed too. Like this whole week is about reversals, I guess, because <laughs> I picked up things that you normally pick up and you picked up things I normally pick up. Yay. Love that. It's it's um, opposite day. Yes. So now we're with Chicken Wilbur. They were arrested and spent the night in jail and they think Sandra bailed them out because they heard from whoever that a woman paid their bail. Yes. Chick calls Sandra a dame for the 50th time this movie and Wilbur, it's only been 20 minutes yeah Wilbur just got done drinking his respect women juice yes because he tells Chick to stop calling her a dame he's like her name is Sandra love that guy <laughs> for now yeah for now <laughs> and Wilbur insists that he saw Dracula and the monster and Chick is like yo you're so nuts Talk about gaslighting your friends. Yeah. So Wilbur starts imitating Dracula using his hypnosis and Chick freezes up. And Wilbur's like, oh, God, did I break you? And then Chick slaps him in the face. <laughs> I was like, oh. So do you think that he actually got hypnotized or was he just acting? Wilbur? No, Chick. Chick. Oh, I think he's just fucking with him. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, he's got to stop hanging around Chick. That's a bad friend. I don't like him. They're both bad friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one's perfect. Yeah. So then the werewolf guy knocks on their door. And How did he know where to find them? I have no idea. <laughs> it's got He's got that werewolf smell, maybe. Oh, yeah. He's like, I smell that they're in room. Yeah. However, whatever number in, in this hotel room. So then he tells them that he's been tracking Dracula all across Europe and that he believes that Dracula's plan is to bring Frankenstein's monster back to life and they need to destroy him before that happens. And Chick is like, no. <laughs> no, sweetie. <laughs> And Wilbur's like, you know about it, too. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah. He's like, ooh. And then she goes, why don't you just tell the police? So then um, his name is Talbot, the werewolf. Lawrence Talbot. And he goes, I can't do that because I'll have to tell them who I am. I have to tell them everything. And then he's so dramatic about it. And then he continues to not tell Wilbur and Chick who he is. Yeah. So then he goes over to the window to check the moon and gives Wilbur his key and is like, I'm across the hall from you and under no circumstances are you to unlock that door for me. I thought werewolves only happen on full moons. Yeah. No, I I had a question about that too. Yeah. But then this guy is like, oh God, the moon's out. Every single night. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, are you Princess Fiona, sir? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So then Wilbur goes, weird, but okay. (laughs) Like, that's a down-ass man. Yeah. You know? So then he goes with him to to his room, which is across the hall. Convenient. Chick says that the the guy is loopy, but Wilbur's like, he is a very nice man. And he goes to walk away. Because he knows that Dracula and Frankenstein's monster are real. At least he believes in me. Yeah. (laughs) So then um, he... when he gets back to the room he realizes that talbot left his luggage in their room so he goes to walk it back over right after talbot said lock me in my room and, and do, do not, not open, open it. 
Yeah. So then he opens it. Yep. So he goes, hey, buddy, your luggage isn't here. And then when he can't see, like, Talbot immediately, like, in the room, he walks further in because yeah. I guess that's just how hospitality worked back in the day. Instead of just dropping it at the door and yeah. fucking off. But <laughs> he goes back in and Talbot has already transformed into a werewolf. We see him at some point. Wilbur just goes along, does not notice this man. He's sneaking up on him. Uh, Wilbur t- steals a fruit and then ends up leaving. I have to say, though, that Talbot is a terrible werewolf. Oh, yeah. To, like, stalk in and, like, pounce this, on your prey. Like, he's so slow. This man is not an apex predator. He's not. <laughs> but he he had, like, at least eight chances <laughs> to bite Wilbur. He could have murdered this man. In seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing for him, really. Yeah. When Wilbur leaves, Talbot's right up against the door, and Wilbur locks the door again. Then he's looking at the fruit, and he's like, oh, maybe he counted them. So then he's about to go back in, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he drops the key, and he bangs his head on the door, and he's like, you know what? I don't want to give back anyway. Yeah. And it's like a sal- it's like an actual two-minute scene of him just going back and forth. Like, a lot of this movie is just like those kind of slapsticky scenes. Yeah. Where they're just like, I should do this, but I shouldn't. I should do this. I should do it. I shouldn't. <laughs> or like, where the thing is like right behind their back, and they just don't see it. Yeah. And like, I, w- I wonder if it was like, was this a kiddie movie, or was this just the humor back then? Maybe. I feel like it was just the humor, because if you watch like old cartoons. Yeah. But like, are those geared towards kids, or was this maybe a family movie? Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I guess, like, was Three Stooges from, like, back then? I think so. (laughs) I've never seen. Oh. Oops. That's a weird thing to admit, because I know people are going to get annoyed. It's okay. It's fine. Nobody's going to get annoyed. They're just going to be shocked. Yeah. Anywho. So then the next day, McDougal is complaining about the insurance, or he's complaining to the insurance agent. About, about their service. Yeah. So then a lady <laughs> pops up behind the chair, and she goes, um, I've arranged for Chicken Wilbur to be bailed out. And then she introduces herself as Miss Raymond and says that she, it's her job to find the missing exhibits and that she will persuade Wilbur to, t- to lead her to them. Because she's an investigator for the home office. Yes. She, yeah. She says she's going to seduce Wilbur in order to get him to lead her to the missing bodies. And I'm like... Oh, you can you can't just investigate. <laughs> That's how she does it with the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to Wil- Wilbur and Chick getting dressed, still talking about what happened. And Sandra shows up and is so mad that Wilbur was thrown into jail. She's like, "How could they throw my boo? <laughs> uh, I'll have someone's head for this." Yeah, Chick thanks her for bailing them out. She's like, "What? I just found out you're in jail this morning." And Chick says that they said a woman bailed them out. And Sandra turns to Wilbur and is like, oh, did your other girlfriend bail you out? Hmm. Hmm. Funny. <laughs> and Wilbur's like, what? no, no, absolutely not. What? Yeah. So then she reminds him about the masquerade ball happening that night and tells him to show up to her place by himself. At sunset. Yeah. And Sandra, I was like, oh, Sandra's looking for some pre-ball balls. Oh. But that is not Whoa. the case, we find out. It's not the case. <laughs> As she is leaving, Chick is like, hold up, what does he have that I don't? Which reminds me of, do you remember in the other guys? How like (laughs) all those beautiful women fawn for Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg is like, hello? (laughs) I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly. (laughs) And oh, when he asks, what does he have that I don't? She says brains. Yeah. And then when, when you find out later, you're like, no Um, she didn't (laughs) but i would also say like self-assurance the ability to not compare yourself to other men you know just like a lack of annoying jealousy some empathy (laughs) yeah he's got a lot that chick doesn't have (laughs) the answer is plentiful yeah 
Sandra leaves and there's immediately a knock at the door. So Wilbur is like, oh, she forgot to kiss me goodbye. That's what it is. So he stands at attention with his lips like puckered, ready for a kiss. Opens the door and Joan just comes in like, Joan is Miss Raymond. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she plants a big one on him. Yeah. So it's not Sandra kissing him and he's shook. Yes. He (laughs) freaks out. He falls over on the bed. And Chick is like, whoa, hold up. Now who's this woman? Another one? Yeah. <laughs> and every, and they're both like, wow, she's prettier than Sandra. And I was like, mm, wow, that's messed Oops. up for Sandra. Men. Yeah. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> so she says that she's the one that sprung them out of jail. And Chick asks why. And <laughs> she says, do you believe it? Love at first sight. And then he gets all cocky. And he's like, oh, why? Yes, I do. So she drops by Wilbur's side. And she's like, that's exactly what happened to me when I saw Wilbur. Wilbur, my dear. So then then she asked if Wilbur's busy tonight and Chick's like, he's going to the masquerade ball, but I'm not doing anything. So she turns to him and she goes, then you'll be awfully lonely tonight, huh? I was like, damn, if I don't ever use that line on someone. (laughs) So then she goes back to talk to Wilbur and Chick is just like, (laughs) and Wilbur's loving this. Like he's like laughing uncomfortably, but he's like so into this attention. Yes. So then she asks Wilbur to take him to the ball. So Chick pulls him aside to say like, buddy, you got two dates. Like, why don't I just take one off your hands? And Wilbur's like, you know what? We have what we shared things. You know, if I have two cigarettes, I give you one. If I have two pairs of shoes, I give you one. But in this case, you know, if I have an extra date, I just tell you to put your shoes on and go for a walk. And I was like, damn, what a line. <laughs> yeah, really. You really set that one up. <laughs> when Joan makes up her whole story, she says that she spotted him in the baggage room and knew right there that she wanted to spend the rest of her life with him. And I'm like, what a cruel way to seduce someone. Yeah. To like, for an insurance claim? Like what? Insurance is crazy sometimes, like, you know? When she said seduce, I thought she was going to go try to bang the info out of him. But instead, she's trying to like put a ring on it. I mean, whatever gets her information, she's got to get her job done. True. <laughs> There's, she's probably like the best in the business. Yeah. The whole time, Chick is just baffled that these two beautiful women have an interest in Wilbur. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so then they go to leave and Wilbur goes to lock the door, but then the key doesn't fit. So he remembers that that's Talbot's key. So he actually remembers that he has to unlock the door for Talbot. So they go across the, the hall and they go into his room and they see Talbot on the couch, just laid out. His room is destroyed. So he managed to not make a single sound. <laughs> right. Not make a single sound, but overturn everything in that room. Yeah. And then Wilbur jokes with him that um, he's like, buddy, come on. Like, you're, you went a little crazy last night, huh? <laughs> so then Talbot immediately goes, I'm a werewolf. This is what happens to me. And I was like, that's a lot of trust in a stranger. You have. When I was a young boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> My father took me into the city and I got bit by a werewolf. (laughs) But that's also, he's definitely that guy that like will, you know, like you meet him in a bar and he'll tell you all of his trauma. Yeah, I hate those people. He's that guy. I don't hate those people. They're exhausting. (laughs) If you're those people, do not go up to Sophia is what she's saying. (laughs) It's happened. It's happened. Like random people have come up to me. There was one time I went to Office Max just to print something, right? And this woman who I recognize as as a, a cafe customer I was like, oh, hi, like, have you been? And she immediately was like, oh, I've been getting investigated by the FBI and told oh. me this whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, you could have just said you're all right. You just, yeah, I just, I just needed to come here to print something. You know, Not- what she wanted to do was to wrap you into that lawsuit to be like, you know what? Now you're a witness. Well, she was like, oh, like, do you, because apparently it had something to do with the cafe. I guess like they were calling cops on her. at the the cafe yeah so she was like you know like do you like still talk to anyone who works there can you find out why they've been doing this and i was like uh no it's been five years ma'am i do not know anybody left there (laughs) i was like i don't talk to 
I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Ooh, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I was like, don't you have a dog in your car? <laughs> it's been 20 minutes. You've been talking to me. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Talbot says that, yes, he is a werewolf. And then um, Wilbur jokes, I'm a bit of a wolf myself. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> stop that. Yeah. So then <laughs> well, Talbot gets mad. He's like, you should have been the only one out of anybody to believe me. You saw those bodies. You know what the truth is. And then Wilbur's like, all right, man. Geez, fine. <laughs> so then they agree that they all have to go to Dracula's castle to, to hunt him down. Yeah. They're not really about it. But Lawrence is like, we got to go. We got to go, just- man. So now we cut to Chick, Wilbur, and Joan conveniently boating over to the spooky castle from earlier because I forgot <laughs> that Sandra was at this castle. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, so she like normally lives in a castle? Yeah. So she's got like money money? <laughs> but also <laughs> like it explains why she wanted Wilbur to show up by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But So Chick tries to leverage with Wilbur again about like... But he will not drop it. He will not. Yeah. He's like, give me, let me have one of these ladies tonight. Like, okay. just, just share. And Wilbur's like, I'm going to go inside to get Sandra. Both these women are with me tonight. <laughs> and you can suck it. Yeah. Uh, so women that- are not property. And I hope Sandra, I was like, please, Sandra, just leave his ass when you see this other woman there. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, at what point are these two women going to fight over the fact that Wilbur is claiming both of them as a date? Yeah. You know, like, at what, like when, when would I punch him? You yeah. Know? Like, it felt very like we were just talking about women like their property. Yeah. This whole time. Absolutely. And I'm like, also, this movie's from the 40s. Like, what did I expect? Right. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So they get to the door of the castle. The professor answers and Wilbur asks for Sandra. Professor Stevens. Stevens. Yes. Why is it plural? Uh, <laughs> that beats me. Yeah. There's only one Stevens. <laughs> single singular Stevens yeah. answers the door <laughs> the professor then says do you mean dr mornay and i guess neither of them like wilbur's dating this woman did not know her last name or that she's the doctor correct yeah okay so then he tells them to wait in the library and dismisses himself he just says that San- she- sandra's around but you know i don't know where she is so then yeah. sandra eventually comes in and asks wilbur who the other woman is and i'm like finally somebody notices it yeah so i was like oh like sandra told dracula she's getting a simple brain like she meant wilbur's brain so both these women are just using him absolutely because <laughs> he's too stupid yeah like sandra wants his brain and joan wants him to lead him to wherever dracula and frankenstein are I'm they like, both wow. want a different part of his brain for yeah. different reasons i don't even feel bad for him because he's trash yeah yeah same because he's like i have two women <laughs> hot stuff and also what an asshole for being like this new woman who's hotter than, than my, the woman that i have right than now my current version yes i'd like to upgrade yeah like what fuck you yeah. <laughs> wilbur's canceled yeah trash you trash <laughs> so then so when she does ask who the other woman is that's when wilbur finally goes oh that's chick state okay very Liar. convenient for you yeah did she have an accent through this whole movie because i feel like she only had one when she was talking to dracula earlier but then had a different one when she was with wilbur i don't the know other scenes. i like i'm so bad at hearing like subtle accents maybe it was subtle because i just definitely didn't hear it like i know dracula had an accent yeah but i didn't pick up if sandra had one yeah because i noticed it when she was talking to dracula but then i felt like she had no accent during other scenes but then moving forward she has an accent through the rest of the movie interesting which was so weird 
and she so she notices joan they both have a quick roar moment you know like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. a little cat fight kind of thing and then they both leave and both of them give him a little chin squeeze and he's all about it yes and chick goes on insisting more about sharing these dates so then the phone starts ringing and again we pick up this random phone that doesn't belong to us yeah (laughs) and it's talbot yeah like, so he's what? asking for Dr. Lejos and Wilburn should go, I don't know the guy. Dr. Lejos is Dracula's like code name. Yeah. <laughs> so then Talbot tells him that he has a lead that a lot of electrical equipment have been sent to this location to Dr. Lejos. So it's it's enough to revive Frankenstein. So he believes that they're in the house of Dracula right now. And Wilbur drops the phone and runs yeah. through the door. <laughs> and I was like, okay, drama. But also I love the fact that, because I at this point I thought that Dr. Lejos was Sandra's code name. So I was like, <laughs> love the fact that they don't even think that the doctor could be Sandra. You know, it's like that, that new quote, the don't ask what you can do for misogyny, but what misogyny can do for you. <laughs> and like, it works. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so then Talbot keeps talking, but Wilbur, since he's dropped the phone and runs away, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. So then Chick tries to pick up the phone, but then he's hung up by then. Yeah, because so. Chick grabs Wilbur when he goes to the door and he's like, what is happening? Yeah. And eventually Chick is like, fine, we'll search this place just to prove that you two are nuts. You know, <laughs> to go that far. We're going to investigate ad spite because I'm, yeah. I'm sick of you too. <laughs> so they start to snoop around. They find a door that leads into a sketchy area that's just like a, a like, moat. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's probably yeah. it. <laughs> um, Wilbur tries to run, but the door shuts on him. As they go down the stairs, Wilbur leans against a wall that spins and he ends up in a secret room like in Scooby-Doo. Yes. And this was very much Scooby-Doo, this whole movie, like from here on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it made it very fun. He looks around. And we see the monster sitting in a chair, but Wilbur's not paying attention. So he sits on the monster's lap. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like sitting there waiting. <laughs> and then eventually the monster like slides his hand next to Wilbur. It's kind of like how um, in a rom-com. <laughs> Hungry eyes. Yeah. Like like how that moment would happen. But then obviously it's not that moment because Wilbur sees that and he freaks out. So he runs around the room and then Dracula comes out of his coffin and he's like, hmm. And then he's screaming for Chick. I was I was like, yes, the monster's waking up. Get his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch him. Yeah. So then he's banging on the trap door to get Chick's attention. And then he finally spins to the other side. So he's like, Chick, you got to come in here. You got to see this. I just leaned against this door. Like, this is what was in there. So he yeah. brings Chick. He, he's like, I found the monster in Dracula <laughs> in this one room. It's like a revolving door. So like him and Chick are on one side. And then as I spin around, Dracula and Frankenstein come across the other side. <laughs> so now they're in an empty room. And Wilbur's like, they're in here. They're in here. And Chick is like, they're not. And then he goes and checks it out. So then Wilbur goes back through the spinny door. And then he's out there with dracula and frankenstein's monsters then he goes back through the revolving doors and he's like jack i can't shake i'm gonna die very much like that time in high school (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we've told the story before but i feel like it's worth telling again it's a pretty good story so sophie and i were in the drama club we were both in his tech crew and there is this behind like backstage like there's this hallway behind the stage and these two classrooms are linked in the middle with one door for some reason only these two classrooms in the the entire entire building yeah so weird so i needed to find sophie for something or she was we were both looking for each other for some reason and it was the exact same thing where i came out of classroom a she went into classroom b 
<laughs> and then we had a friend in the middle saying, oh, Nat just went out. Oh, Sophie just went out. So we would both just circle. I would go into classroom B. She would come out of classroom A. And I'd then, end up in the hallway, go back into classroom A. <laughs> and then we were both screaming for each other. We're like, Nat, Sophie. <laughs> and then the, our friend was just on the floor, like laughing at us, being like, they just walked around. They just walked around. And we're just doing this for like three times before one of us decided to stop moving. <laughs> and it was like maybe the stupidest thing we've ever done, but like the most fun, stupid thing. It's up there. It's or it's like the most like genuinely like pure in the moment, like actually happened. I think it's a it's one of my favorite stories of ours. Yeah. It's Anywho, pretty cute. <laughs> basically, this is just establishing that Chick will never see the monsters and yep. Wilbur always will. <laughs> so then we cut to the ladies. Sandra says she needs a few more minutes to get ready. So Joan starts snooping immediately. For what? For what? Why? You know? Why, Joan? Why are you snooping around this woman's room? Mind your business. <laughs> yeah. But she finds a little too easily the secrets of life and death by Dr. Frankenstein. So she opens it to read it. Sandra, why is that not hidden? Right. <laughs> she basically should have just put it on display at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, it was so easy to find. It was not so secret report. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts reading the journal and Sandra spots her. So then Sandra goes through Joan's purse <laughs> and finds her. In I sh- mean. If you're snooping, I'm snooping, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> you start with me, I'm going to go, you Ew, know? She uses super large tampons. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Mean Girls, it's not my fault. I have a WhatsApp vagina and a heavy flow. Man. So, so she spots Joan's insurance inspector ID. Literally just a card that says, Joan Raymond, insurance inspector. <laughs> and a picture of her. That's just, uh, that's all they needed for ID magazine. <laughs> So then we go back downstairs. <laughs> Wilbur and Chick are waiting in like the, the 4A area and Wilbur is freaked out. He just screams and he's like, who did that? And then Chick's like, that was you. He's so annoyed. He's, yeah, they're just not, they, they're not good together. Yeah. But then the ladies eventually come downstairs and Wilbur tells Sandra that they were in the basement. And then she's like, you were in the basement. But then Dracula comes downstairs. Posing. Everyone just loves snooping in this place. Nobody has privacy. Yep. Nope. Didn't exist in the 40s. Answering phones. Yeah snooping through cupboards but reading then, people's diaries <laughs> dracula comes down posing as dr lejos and when sandra introduces wilbur he's like oh wilbur i've heard so much about you in your brain wow <laughs> feel like i know you already yeah so then dr stevens also comes out asking about all the new electrical equipment and asking dracula, all those questions he's, again he's too nosy and and dracula's like you know, you know what how about you go with out to this party with these guys yeah he's like hey yeah. why don't you save those questions for now next week and steven's like you know normally i wouldn't but since you said so because he spots joe and he's like yeah i'm gonna go yeah since this lovely lady is going <laughs> which again chick is not getting any of these women no and he doesn't deserve any of them <laughs> so then sandra suddenly goes oh, i have a splitting headache i can't go anymore i mustn't but she doesn't act any different yeah like you would think if you had a headache even your tone would change even like i know like you can have a headache and just stand still like the same exact way that you were before but like no no sense of like oh my god my head hurts so much yeah she's just like my head hurts i have to go to bed yeah because dracula tried to be like okay so like stevens <laughs> joan and chick can all go together and then sandra and wilbur will just meet you and then she's like oh my god my head I can't i mustn't oh so i then, need a fainting couch <laughs> i was gonna say she needs one of those yeah so she runs upstairs dracula follows her and then upstairs she tells him that it's not the right time like jones is an insurance agent stevens is asking too many questions and wilbur has been down in the basement so then Dracula says that he's accustomed to having his orders obeyed, especially by women who have a price on their heads. And if there was any line that made me want to barf 
the second I heard it, it would be this line. I'll snitch on you. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, ew, Dracula. Yeah, go home. Wind that back a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So then uh, Sandra comes back. She looks him dead in the face and says, don't try to scare me, Count Dracula. And then she walks away. And I was like, my bitch, you go. (laughs) So then she shows him the book of secrets of life and death and says, you know what? If you want it so bad, why don't you read this book and study up and do it yourself? And I was like, yes, tell him. But then he tries to hypnotize her. And I thought she was just going to ignore him the whole time, but then she eventually turns and looks at him. Yeah. And he bites her in the neck. Damn. So I'm like, okay, so is she a vampire now? I think so. <laughs> but we go to the masquerade ball. Yes. And we see some immediate cultural appropriation. Somebody has a Native <laughs> American headpiece on. Yeah. But I was like, it's the 50s. Cultural appropriation didn't exist back then. They were still busy colonizing. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't count. <laughs> It just became like a problem like well like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It didn't exist until then. Whatever. Whoa. So then Chicken Wilbur run into McDougal in the back because they have to go change. Well, first um, Chicken Wilbur like, oh, we have to go change our costumes. Like, and then Stevens and Joan are like, okay, we're going to go dance. And then Wilbur is like, fuck, I just let my date go with another man. <laughs> Why did you double book yourself? Yeah. You know? Honestly. Why were they not ready before they got to the party? honestly you know how um a lot of times guys will be like you know you got to get ready you got to get ready and then you're ready and then they're like all right cool i'm gonna get ready now honestly <laughs> oh. like uh. not even stereotyping like that happens so much yeah with my brother all the time i'm like okay like i'm ready to go and he's like oh we're going huh? excuse me what weren't we just talking about leaving <laughs> i'm like why are you not ready why were you not getting ready as i was getting ready Huh? <laughs> if I say we are leaving at this time, why'd you wait until five minutes beforehand to finally be like, oh, yeah, I'll go get ready? Mm. Boy, <laughs> if you don't get a brain, <laughs> I will leave without you. <laughs> so then on their way to the back to the changing area, they, they run into McDougal, who demands to know where his exhibits are. And then he shoves Wilbur into like a thing. So then Chick's like, that's assault and battery. I'll have your head for that. And McDougal's like, I dare you. Call the cops. You don't have any witnesses. So then they stop another passerby. And it's, it's a guy a dressed costume. as a knight. Yeah. So he has trouble keeping his helmet up so that he can't see. So then he pulls him aside. Uh, Chick pulls him aside. And then Chick's like, all right, do it again. Push Wilbur again. <laughs> so then as McDougal pushes Wilbur, the knight's head falls down. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, I missed it. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> so Chick also just let his friend get abused again <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. So then, whatever. We're in the dressing room now, and Talbot meets up with Wilbur and Chick. This guy's everywhere. He's just conveniently in there. Yeah. So Wilbur goes to change, and Talbot tries to convince Chick that Dracula is, in fact, alive. And then Chick is like, "Uh, yeah, whatever, buddy. So then Wilbur comes out dressed as Dracula and scares the shit out of Chick. So then Chick pulls out a mask, which is a werewolf, and Talbot's like, oh, dude, don't even wear that. And he I gets was like, so offended. I was like, oh, oh, so we could have the Native American thing, but we couldn't have the werewolf? Whatever. Okay, whatever. Werewolf appropriation? How dare you? So not okay this time, all right? Not okay now, not okay ever. <laughs> How could you? So Lawrence mentions he's going to transform soon because the moon's rising, but it's already nighttime, so... I'm like, he's asking them to lock him in his room again. So I'm like, wait, now they have to go all the way back to their rooms or wherever right. they're staying. You also so, couldn't find a hotel staff to do that for you? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> and, yeah. But also, this was the time where I where I caught the, like, it's, this has been like three days in a row now. Yeah. <laughs> is it every moon or is it one moon? Like, yeah. What are you doing, guy? You're right, though. I think he's more Fiona than he is werewolf. Definitely. He, he turns into a horrible beast <laughs> <laughs> at nightfall. 
So Dracula and Sandra show up to the party and I guess she's hypnotized. I don't know. Yeah, at this point she is, yeah. Yeah, he tells her that he will take care of Joan and she will take Wilbur back to the castle. I'm like, damn, he really wants that brain. He do. Yeah, Lauren immediately confronts Dracula for being Dracula and Dracula is like, me? No. This is a costume, silly. It's a masquerade ball. Yeah, it's a Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) So then Wilbur steps aside to check on Joan, or on not Joan, on Sandra, because she just does not look right. Like, she's just glassy-eyed. Like, she's not here. And she tells him, take a walk with me. And he's like, okay. (laughs) She was like, I just smoked a fat J. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you got any more of that? (laughs) Oh, girl. (laughs) Let me get some of that. So then they get to a bench on on a park or in the garden. Wait, during their walk, Wilbur looks so excited. He's like throwing his feet out like kicking his feet yeah. up he grabs a flower and like slaps her in the face with it <laughs> like, what? a very smooth man yeah. <laughs> incredibly smooth they they sit on a bench in the garden and he says like you haven't been yourself like are you okay so then she asked him to go away with her on to the island i feel like she wasn't acting any different <laughs> not really she's like i want you to go away with me alone i want to be a part of your life and in your blood and i was like that's very creepy yeah and he's like well wouldn't you want somebody more handsome than me? And she's like, no, you're all I want. So round and firm. And they talk about his chunkiness for a hot second. So like, body positivity. Go good. Hell good yeah. So she tries to hypnotize him, but it's just not working. He's like too stupid to be hypnotized. Yeah. So she tries to put the moves on him, but he stops her because I guess she's coming on too strong or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Lawrence and Chick show up to cock block and he's like, oh, thank God. And she runs away for some reason. Yeah. Because she's about to bite him. Ah, uh, Yes. I don't know. She could have just been like trying to make out with him. Why yeah. did she have to run? That's... So Chick and Lawrence are like, we can't find Joan. And someone makes a joke about biting. And Wilbur's like, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Because <laughs> now he's finally turned off by, by Sandra. He's like, uh, you can have her. She came on too strong. You know. it's It's got to. He's in, the, in 48. It's the man's lead or nothing, I guess. Yeah. And if you're just going to toss your woman aside like that so easily, then. Don't be in a relationship. Yeah. You're not ready to be with a person. He tossed her aside like 20 minutes ago when yeah. Joan came into the picture. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's like, oh, pretty lady. So then they just, they, they realize that they have to search the woods for Joan. And as they search. They uh, search for two seconds and Wilbur's like, oh my God, we're not going to find her. It's it's a lost cause. Oh my God. But then as they search too, the, the moon comes out. So Talbot sees it. Okay. So does he only transform when he looks at the moon? <laughs> it's object permanence werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's nighttime. The moon's been out this whole fucking time. It has been. So does he have to make eye contact with the moon to be like, oh. <laughs> Maybe everything in this movie, like Dracula hypnotizes <laughs> eye contact, the werewolf eye contact with the moon. Yeah. You know, that could, maybe that's it. Yeah. Imagine. So I'm like, dude, it's been nighttime. <laughs> so then he turns, but then uh, Wilbur comes around and he sees Tablet as a werewolf, but he, because remember how Chick had the, the, the wolf mask, the mask. Yeah. So it's like, come on, dude, stop messing around. Like and we got to find Joan. And then punches him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dude, get it together. And then, so Tablet is just there like lurking behind him, trying to like hunt again, a terrible, a terrible predator. Incredibly graceful. Yeah. Tripping all over all the trees and roots. And how, how are you so bad? <laughs> like, has he been a werewolf? For these three days only? I thought he got bit as a boy. Right. Like you would think he'd have this more, a little more polished. You think he'd be doing parkour over these branches. Right. (laughs) But I guess not. I guess you never refine your skills. Yeah. So at some point he gets stuck under a root 
and then Wilbur kicks him in the butt and then he realizes it's not Chick and then runs away. <laughs> so we go back to the party and a man is screaming for help and McDougal was attacked. And I know we shouldn't victim blame, but karma? Karma. Karma. He's kind of an asshole. He has an injury to his neck and I was like, oh shit, a vampire got him. But then he says someone attacked him wearing a wolf mask. So then Chick runs up holding a wolf mask and mcdougall's like oh my god it was him <laughs> oh dear he said he was out to get me oh <laughs> and then somebody else some asshole alibi in the crowd goes i did i saw i saw them have an argument before and i was like damn wow really yeah now there's just a whole mob of people. suddenly there were witnesses yeah the whole situation doesn't look good and then wilbur runs in and does not help because he's like chick why are you trying to bite my head off back there <laughs> <laughs> because he's he associates although which is weird because he thought it was chick at first but then after he kicks him in the butt he's like oh that's not chick but then he runs up to chick and says why were you doing that yeah so what was that about and then mcdougall's like nah nah these two are in cahoots yeah. so then everyone gangs up on both of them so then both these dudes run away Oh, that's what that, cause I was trying to figure, I thought that when, when McDougal was like, these two are in cahoots, I thought he was like canceling out the fact that Chick was the one who bit him. Nah, everyone's like, nah, I hate both of these guys. Ah, well, that <laughs> makes more sense now. Cause yeah, they run separate directions. Yeah. Somehow, um, Wilbur hides behind a tree. So he loses the entire crowd. Somehow. Somehow, you know, <laughs> so then. But then he ends up running into Dracula. Right. And Dracula chases Wilbur to a boat where he finds a hypnotized Joan. Yes. And Chick shows up just in time to see Dracula transform from a bat into a vampire. And he hypnotizes Wilbur and Chick, takes Joan and Wilbur. (laughs) We don't need Chick. Yeah, Chick just gets left behind. He, like, just collapses in the woods. Yeah, the next morning, Lawrence wakes up and he sees people are armed and have search dogs. So he spots Chick and calls out to him. And Chick is like, dude, shut up. These people are after me. (laughs) And Talbot's like, no, they're after me. And Chick's like, no, no, no. They think I have the one with the mask. Oh, sweetie, not everything's about you. (laughs) It's all about me. Yeah. Because Chick really thinks everything is about him. It's so annoying. Is your name in the title? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) So check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. He then tells Lawrence that Dracula took Wilbur and Joan. So they run and hide while they think of a plan. So now we're at Dracula's castle and... Wilbur is hooked up some, to some contraption. I don't know what it is, but he can't move. It's one of those like old timey, like, you know, when you put your head in the um the wood, the stake kind of thing, and your arms are in between the other bits of the wood. I didn't it's see like his that ex- arms up. It's, it was like, just his head. It was just but his I head, just, right? That's the only way I know how to describe it. Yeah, because it was kind of like that thing Aang was in. Yeah. And that one episode of Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or like um when you're when you've been put on the Salem witch trials ah. like that thing when they burn you when they put your head in the thing ah. except it's straight up because he's standing straight up yeah anywho he's in one of those and he's like sandra get me out of here <laughs> she's still hypnotized but he's like yelling at the top of her, his lungs he's to get her so attention. annoying <laughs> sandra it's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying so that dracula comes out of his coffin and tells super sandra, dramatic entrance this yes man. <laughs> he's like sandra it is time i cannot sleep anymore <laughs> get the generators going sandra we must begin <laughs> yes so then they go to get the monster and they check out his electricity it seems to be getting weaker yeah so sandra goes to get wilbur and says that soon instead of being short and chubby he'll be big and tall and strong like an ox so then he's like how are you going to do that? Ooh, tell me more. And she's like, oh, easy. I'm going to put your brain in his head. And he's like, oh. Then he starts freaking out. What if they completed it right and Wilbur's brain is in Frankenstein? What if the Frankenstein ended up being like 
all looney toony i was gonna say what if he's just as goofy <laughs> yeah that'd be so funny that would be hilarious like i wish that happened i would love to see that <laughs> like can they redo this movie but like have the operation actually happen and then the 2020 <laughs> remake actually is gonna drop i'm kidding <laughs> imagine we're gonna make the 2021 remake though <laughs> but so then up in the electricity room stevens comes up to dracula and says that he found joan in sandra's room and um, he also found Frankenstein's book. And he's like, dude, you better square up. Like, you can't treat my Joan like that. <laughs> so then uh, Sandra comes in and clocks him in the head. So he's knocked out. He asks too many questions. Too he many questions. <laughs> so then Chicken Tablet, uh, they boat up to one of the, the little piers that Dracula has in the back, somewhere in the back of the castle. Conveniently find a cave entrance yep. into the castle. And they're like, come on, let's go. Yeah. So then back in the basement, Wilbur catches Dracula and Sandra wheel Steven's body uh, into the same kind of dungeon that he's in. But then they just dump it over. So rude. <laughs> like super casually. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So then they make the monster lay on the table and Wilbur pleads with the monster to go along with their plans. So Dracula and Sandra wheel past Lawrence and Chick, who they go, they then go around a corner and find Wilbur, who's super loud about seeing them. And Dracula and Sandra can't hear. I Somehow, guess. yeah. I was yeah. like, where? What? Do you have? Do you care about your life at all? Yeah, right. He tells Chick they're planning to take his brain and put it into the monster. So then Chick takes a big rock to break the thing that Wilbur is stuck in, and I feel like it shouldn't have worked, but he eventually gets Wilbur out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So they, then they jet out of there. Yeah, they grab the professor on their way out. The professor tells them Joan is still inside and all of them but Wilbur go in for her. And Wilbur stays out to get the boat ready. But then Dracula uses spooky vampire magic to call him back. And it takes a while for it to kick in. But I guess because he's already been hypnotized. Yeah, well, I think works. so. I called it like long distance spell. Yeah. <laughs> which it basically was. But it also like he keeps trying. And I think it's either because of the distance or because Wilbur's so stupid that it doesn't work. I think I want to say it's because he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so he like he like stands up straight like he's almost going to get hypnotized. But then he just goes back down to like untie the boat from the dock. And then he's like stands up straight again. And then he goes back down. Yeah. So then it finally does work. And Dracula's like, all right, now come back inside. So then Wilbur goes to skip back inside through the cave. Imagine being so stupid that, like, you're invincible to vampires. I wish. <laughs> so now we're oh, back wait, inside. Is that Twilight? Oh. <laughs> you couldn't, like, read her mind? Oh, I don't remember. I'd have to watch it that, again. I don't think that had anything to do with her intelligence, though. <laughs> oh. Should we watch that movie? No. <laughs> do <I've>, you? <laughs> I have only seen the movie once, I believe, and... The only thing I, I know now is just like the memes. Yeah. So like in all seriousness, I could. <laughs> I don't know enough about it that it, it would work for this. <laughs> but uh, so now everybody's back with Joan now and they see that Wilbur is gone. And they're like, damn it. Now we got to go back inside. <laughs> Again. So then Chicken Tablet go inside while uh, Steven stays outside with Joan. Yeah. They notice flashing lights and they're like, it's starting. Oh. Uh, so they go back in. Sandra just goes right at Wilbur with a scalpel yeah i was like oh she goes at 100 yeah yeah so she's about to slice his head open and chicken tablet busting right at the right time someone grabs her away another guy accidentally hits her with a chair while defending themselves from dracula i think it was chick who hit her with the chair i think it's chick yeah (laughs) it's revenge for not dating him probably imagine (laughs) and chick coming in with the steel chair oh no (laughs) it's uh, the other part of shrek the chair get the chair chair. that's my favorite part of shrek (laughs) it's such a good scene so good i wish we could do shrek for this yeah we've seen it too many times I guess we could watch the sequels. We could. Ugh. Far, far away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so Chick runs out. Um, Dracula chases him down. 
Lawrence tries to free Wilbur, but then he looks out of the window and notices the moon. So he transforms into the Wolfman. Again. Eye contact only. I'm like, what? And the whole time, check it, Wilbur's like, why, why are you looking out the window? It's like, hey, buddy, <laughs> eyes on me, eyes on me. Yeah. So now Wilbur's freaking out. He somehow manages to kick his table off the monster's table to roll away. He, like, really rolls away. Yeah. Those and, are really greased up wheels. Yeah. Not put any locks on this. Yeah, no no um resistance on that floor either. Yeah, so Dracula comes back in and then the Wolfman and Dracula go head to head. And they use Wilbur's table as <laughs> as like a battering ram. <laughs> but then um they both end up running out. So then the monster gets off his table and walks towards Wilbur. He's freaking out. Sandra tries to stop the monster and gets in between them, but it picks her up and throws her out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, damn, bye Sandra. <laughs> by sheila yeah oh man that was just like the funniest way to just kill a character off yeah just shoot her out a window so then now chicken wilbur leave the room they barricade the door with a bed saying that there's no way for the monster to get in but then it's a pull not push door yeah so then the monster just opens the door and they're like oh we gotta go (laughs) oh and like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so then now dracula and talbot are fighting in one room chick and wilbur accidentally run into that one so they go the other way and now we're just having the same thing like in and out of rooms just like scooby-doo yeah wilbur gets a tablecloth like he he does the thing you know where magicians like they they yank it so fast that nothing on the table moves mm-hmm. so he does that with so it. cool so cool it's the coolest trick ever anything else David Blaine, you wish. Tales in comparison. <laughs> Curse Angel, no. <laughs> you got mind freaked by the yeah. tablecloth. So then Wilbur holds the tablecloth above his arm to his face like he's mimicking Dracula. So he tells the monster, get back, get back. And it kind of works, which is interesting. For two seconds yeah. until Wilbur's like, holy shit, he thinks I'm Dracula. I think, yeah, he ruins his cover. <laughs> so then they manage to actually lock the, the monster in a closet, but it doesn't last long because he just punches the door right down. Nice. But it was cool while it lasted, you know? Yeah. The, the perks of super strength yeah yeah <laughs> again yes i do agree that that is a good choice for you uh dracula turns into a bat again and tries to fly off the balcony just as talbot catches him so they both fall into the water below which is i guess their death yeah and um, when they land in the water we cut to joan waking up from her days yeah so i guess that means that if the spell's broken then dracula's actually dead yep sucks to suck cool so out of nowhere mcdougall shows up at the island this man will not give up. He will not. He needs this insurance claim. <laughs> I mean, good. He's persistent. Yeah. Wilbur and Chick are running towards the castle gate with the monster behind them. They get through the gate after like finagling with it for a second because it's locked from the outside. So then they lock it behind them. The monster breaks through. Which I don't know if you follow Dwayne The Rock Johnson on Instagram, mm-hmm. but a few days ago he posted about how, so he has obviously a gated. Oh, when he yeah. drove through it? No, he he knocked that down by himself. Oh, shit. Like pure brute strength. <laughs> That's it's, amazing. The story is apparently like, so there was like some kind of power outage in whatever county he lives in. And so his, his automatic gates would not open. He had to get to set because every second that you're not on set, you're wasting, I don't know how many thousands of dollars. Yeah. So he just like, broke it down you're like, like broke fucking these, over a lot of people yeah he broke these iron gates off the hinges nice just left them on the side of the the, the, the driveway nice and neat you know because <laughs> you know he's a polite man and had to get to set that's amazing but like the the strength to just rip iron gates off of their hinges i wish i could do that yeah. i would be really irresponsible if i had that strength I honestly yeah it's good that he has it and you don't. There's, there's so many t- times where like people will park and drop and like block my car in the driveway. Oh, if I could just move. Yeah. I would 
I would leave their car in like inconvenient spots. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your car is gone. Oops. Sorry. Go find it. <laughs> it's in the middle of that intersection. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, so the monster knocks like the, the the gates down very much like the rock. Yes. And then McDougal jumps off the dock and um cuz just cuz he sees the monster like running right towards him so then McDougal's like, "Oh, I got it here." Yeah, so he jumps into the water. <laughs> so then Wilbur and Chick jump into a little dinghy boat that's on the dock. So then the monster is like hurling barrels at them. I don't know where these barrels came from. Yeah. <laughs> they appeared out of nowhere, but he's just like overhead throwing them at them. And um the professor and Joan are like, let's go over here to these gasoline barrels. Yeah. Start filling Where did up those buckets. come from? I I mean, I guess they need it for the generators. Sure. Okay. So it makes sense. But I was just like, this seems really random and convenient. Yeah. So they start filling buckets and the professor starts pouring gasoline onto the dock while Chick is yelling at Wilbur to untie the boat. And he just won't do it. But, I mean, yeah. he's getting barrels chucked at his head. Yeah. So I get it. <laughs> the pure panic. Yeah. The professor lights the gas on fire and the fire stays in one spot for a while. But then we see a monster doll in a fire. It's so cute. So cute. And yeah, so the monster and Dracula have been defeated. And Wilbur tells Chick that when he says he saw something, he saw it and that he needs to believe him. Yep. And then another voice comes in and it goes, oh, I was hoping to get in on some of the excitement. And then they're like, who was that? And you kind of see like a A little light and a cigarette and it's the invisible man. He's just there. So then they both just jump off the boat. Yeah. And then it's the end of the movie. Yeah, because before that, Chick is like, chill out. Now that Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein are gone, nothing is around to scare us. And then that's when the Invisible Man... Imagine having such a lack of imagination. Being like, <laughs> obviously, if Dracula exists and Frankenstein's monster exists, there should be another, like a whole world of things that you don't know about. It's yeah. not just these two random things. What if a swamp monster just appeared from the water? Right. Loch Ness Monster, you know? Yeah exist (laughs) but anyway that's the end of the movie i liked that movie it was a lot of fun it was i was surprised actually i was expecting a 1948 movie to be like super boring dry yeah Yeah. because usually when people mention old movies i'm like uh oh the classics yuck but i've been i've been um pleasantly surprised i have to say each time someone recommends an old movie you've picked some good ones recently yeah thanks yeah they recommendations i I feel like i pick a lot of duds (laughs) but i also um what was fun so i think wilbur's was a fun actor yes so if we watch other of those things like i think we'll just have fun with that but i did like for a 1948 movie that there are two very strong women yeah they were strong until they were useless you know but like while they were strong they were strong and i appreciated that yeah you know like they both held their own they could have fought anybody they wanted to yeah and then they became useless but it's fine yeah it's the most we probably would have gotten out of the 40s anyway oh for sure so you know what for what it's worth i liked it but i still think wilbur's trash he's trash had two women and he was an asshole about it yeah and chick is definitely trash For also wanting to take those two women, either of those women. He didn't care about the woman. He just wanted a woman. Yeah. Which was the trash part. Yes, definitely. You know? <laughs> Let's write an essay about the trash. Yeah. Because if any dude ever was like, oh, that girl's prettier and then like left me and then tried to circle back, I'd be like, how no. You would put so many hexes on him. Oh. <laughs> we, would, we would make prayer circles. We would do everything we could. <laughs> Ruin that man's life. Yep. Give him just like disgusting uncomfortable gas for the rest of his days absolutely you know if i was a villain i would for sure want the superpower to just make people like poop their pants oh yeah yeah or just you know more so than that i think is the feeling of having to poop at all times yes you know yeah because there's nothing more uncomfortably urgent about that (laughs) (laughs) and then you're always on the lookout for a bathroom yes (laughs) 
that would be it that would be if we had to take something over like if we were just like you know you know how um when villains take over like the all the the feeds at times square and like in a major city it's that would be our thing yeah we'd be like you guys better find a bathroom (laughs) and all the public ones are locked (laughs) and they're all the ones that are open are dirty you won't want to sit there (laughs) they're disgusting i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) this is how it happens sometimes you just jump from topic to topic yeah yeah (laughs) on that note thanks for listening yes you can catch us on all of the things we really appreciate you yeah (laughs) uh at chowdy media facebook instagram twitter yeah late to the party on all the streaming platforms and tell them about our song tell them about our song that was composed by jessica damari fashionably late thanks girl and you know what else fits about that is that we are so fashionably late to having a theme song (laughs) i know so it's everything about our branding just works as as who we are as people which is funny because i like to be on time to everything like i always will make you were just telling so we're going or we just came back from our um vacation or mini vacation and i made an itinerary for it not like a super strict one but like the fact that i make itineraries for everything but i'm still late to everything it's amazing how does how do i manage that (laughs) it's it's a skill i think it's amazing you just need to you know finesse it a little bit of course anywho thank you for listening again yep and next week is maybe an actually scary movie (laughs) we'll see i hope not (laughs) i hope that it's like corny it might be i I don't know i mean neither of us have seen it yet so (laughs) uh i will be shaking in my boots yeah me too and until then bye. bye